let's take the focus off the number and the scale and put the focus back on how you want to feel, how you want to age, how you want to live your life. It's never about the food. It's never about the weight. Are you over 40? Do you feel like you're stuck? Maybe you've always had this knowing that you're meant to do more. Well, on the other side of fear is exhilaration. Your life has purpose. You were born to make an impact. Dear Midlife is about triumphing over life's adversities together and empowering women over 40 to navigate with strength and courage all of the messiness of life. Hi, I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, full-time single mother of two teenage girls, world traveler, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired little girl living in a grown woman's body that's still full of spunk, charm, and sass with a sprinkle of some black girl magic. We are both a work in progress, and together we are here to link arms with you as we make it our mission to be our best selves and share tips, tricks, and expert advice through no-holds-barred conversations for navigating the ups and downs that come with living life in the middle. Amy Dinson is a retired professional athlete who was diagnosed with her second autoimmune disorder in 2016. She went from playing professional basketball all over the world to battling professional fatigue and not even recognizing herself in the mirror. From a rock bottom moment, she felt a nudge that told her that there just had to be a better way and relied on the mindset she built through her professional athletic career to pave the way toward feeling more like herself again and even better. Currently, she is a certified nutritional therapy practitioner or NTP and specializes in thyroid health, striving to support women and advocating for their own health and getting their energy back and feeling like themselves again. Without further ado, let's welcome Amy Denson to the podcast. Amy, let's dive in. We are here today to talk about your career as a professional athlete and then subsequently the breakdown of your mm -hmm. body and how mm -hmm. you recovered from that. And ladies, ugh, I'm going to cry already. Already Trinity, she's crying, crying. ladies. Chuck um, it off. Well, I'm in the right place. <laughs> oh, good. She's a fellow okay. crier, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, this is such a topic of great passion for me. And so I'm so thrilled to have Amy here to share with us her wisdom about how we can heal our bodies and live our best midlives from the inside out. So welcome. Welcome, Amy. Welcome. welcome. I really appreciate y'all having me on. Absolutely. Yes. So Amy, I know you have a tremendous story. So let's just step back and please walk us through your journey in kind of discovering your own health issues and how you healed those and how you're now helping others to heal their issues. Yeah. So, you know, knowing what I know now, right, we can all say that for most right. things, whether it's health or most things in our lives, but, you know, I really, I started to have pretty severe symptoms when I was 16 years old. Oh, wow. Um, really? And hypothyroidism, thyroid issues run pretty deep in my family. So genetics is a part of it. It's not all mm. of it. I had severe swelling issues and it would be very sporadic. Um, you know, I played basketball. I was really a competitive athlete. So it did get in the way. 
I did all of the allergy testing of the skin testing and they couldn't find anything. So kind of chalked it up to a lot of high fructose things, but just thought I was allergic to something. And then I had a, you know, really strong career. I was highly recruited coming out of high school. I ended up playing college at Arizona state. And again, had a lot of those symptoms, my senior night where, you know, it's the last game that we're going to play at home in front of our, our crowd, senior start, blah, blah, blah. My feet were so swollen. I had to get um, steroid shots that wow. day because I couldn't walk. So, you know, at that point, I just, I just thought my body's sensitive or whatever. And I just kind of did what I had to do to play. Um, after that, I was, uh, I hired an agent and was able to go play overseas for eight years. So I played in Puerto Rico. Spain, Romania, Poland, wow. and Australia for three you years. You were a baller, Amy. You didn't baller, just play right? basketball. You was a baller, honey. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so interesting because when I played overseas, specifically in Australia and Europe, my symptoms decreased like- Oh, wow. Significantly, um, which was very interesting because, you know, the grocery stores don't look the same. A lot of the countries don't allow a lot of the preservatives and fillers mm -hmm. that ours do. And a lot of times, like it's very specific, local imported food. So like I would go to the veggie shop, then I would go to the fruit shop, then I would go to the bakery. And so I was eating really well. And by really well, I ate a lot of food. I didn't really, you know, I wanted to eat healthier, but I had a pretty wide range of, of capacity because I was working out so much. I was, you know, performing at such a high level. So I did have some symptoms here and there, but I felt my absolute best. Really? And so I had a really good career and I decided to retire on my own when I was 30. And so the transition from being by myself, mm -hmm. living out of a suitcase, being uber independent to coming back to the United States, where the heck do I settle? Mm -hmm. How do I get a job? Literally no one would give me a job because I went from graduating college to nothing hmm. there, unless I interviewed with somebody that had an athletic background. Yeah. I had no, no recognition of what I've been doing with my life, which as a woman too, it's like, I know that you don't know that there are opportunities out there, but I, I promise you I've been doing a lot in my eight years, you know? And so it was right. a huge identity shift for me where I went from, and this was a very good learning lesson, but I went from being a professional athlete and that's really what I led with. Right. Cause that's like, that's what makes me different. That's what makes me. And special. that's who you are. Right. That's right. such a huge part of your story. Right. So that to not even being able to get a job. So my stress was really, really high and just the transition was really hard. And so I kind of floated around for a couple of years and I landed in a division one coaching job at a small D one. And I thought, well, this is it. Duh. Like I'm meant to coach. I, right. I love being around young women. And I think the college age is a really pivotal time in our lives where we, we hopefully are, are led by some really strong women and some strong mentors. And unfortunately on the adult side of it, on the coaching, like co-workers, it was a very, very toxic work environment mm. and it just threw me for a loop. And so my stress was just continuing to rise. And the only way I knew how to deal with it was the way that I used to work out where I was pushing myself to the limit where mm. I started to gain weight and I wasn't sure why. So what did I do? I reduced, I stopped eating as much, stopped eating yeah. and exercise Push, more pushing up my exercise. Yeah. Yep. And I felt like a crazy person because I was like, I don't understand why I feel like I feel. And so I finally 
after three years, got, got the courage to quit that job with no plan B. And it was like walking away was like immediately stress had been lifted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of thought, well, oh, that was it. Right. I, I, I can move on now. And I got a, my first job in the real world, which was so crazy. But in 2018, we had had some people over for a long weekend. And I remember, you know, just doing all the, the hosting things and just putting on that face that you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And as soon as that door shut and everybody left, I just started bawling. And I just looked at my husband and I just said, I don't, I don't even recognize myself. I don't feel like myself. I literally don't recognize myself in the mirror. Like this cannot be the way that the rest of my life is going to feel. Wow. Like this cannot be what aging feels like. And, you know, I went from doctor to doctor and I just couldn't get answers. I mean, I had a dermatologist tell me that I was prematurely balding at 33 years old. Wow. You know, you kind of hit wall after wall. Right. And a lot of times, especially I feel like as women, then I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I control this? I'm, I'm a professional athlete. I should know how to work out. I should know, right. how, you know, all of these things. So I, I finally started to just take my health in my own hands and I started to just really advocate for myself. So, you know what? I'm like, okay, well, if you can't do something for me, who can send me to somebody who can help me. And I found a naturopath that changed my life. And I was diagnosed with my second autoimmune disorder, which is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I also have hypothyroidism. So thyroid related. And then I was born with an autoimmune disease. And so finally finding a, especially a woman that had experience in this field was pivotal in just me taking a breath. Yeah. And realizing that you're not crazy because to be honest, the medical community gaslights us women. I feel so much and makes us feel like we are crazy. Absolutely. And so I just felt like for, I, I think really, you know, towards the end of 2017, 18, I was really just living for Friday. Mm-hmm. So I could go to sleep or, or I would just like get home and just can't wait to have a glass of wine to like mm. relax. And then I was just so upset on Sunday when I'd have to do it all over again. And I just didn't have the energy. Isn't that weird how it's like Sunday, Sunday afternoon comes and would start rolling in the evening oh, and like, worst. why do I, why do I feel depressed? What's going yes. on? It's just, right. yeah, that's your sign. So Amy, for our listeners who are not familiar with autoimmune Mm -hmm. diseases, what is the definition of autoimmune? And ladies, I really firmly feel until you find a naturopath or a a functional medical professional that is willing to dive deep into what is the root cause, a lot of these symptoms can be easily dismissed as other things. Mm -hmm. And so I really like to hone in on what are the symptoms and what could the possible root causes of some of these things be? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's really speaking thyroid specifically with, so Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease that my body thinks that my thyroid is a foreign invader for whatever reason. And so my body is attacking my thyroid in, in hopes to get rid of it. My body's actually doing its job. It's Mm. just getting some mixed messages. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we've got to be really careful with autoimmune types of diagnoses, because a lot of times they're diagnosed like PCOS. It's diagnosed very frequently without really knowing or what, digging deeper. What's PCOS? So PCOS really <laughs> has to do with like, if you're experiencing really painful or heavy periods, oh, if okay. you're bleeding excessively, it gets 
a little misconstrued, honestly, with other things that may not be necessarily autoimmune. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is yep, what. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. There you go. Thank you. So with Hashimoto's, and I don't think women understand this, Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism, hypothyroidism is very, very common. They go hand it in hand. seems like so many people have it now. Yes. Like so many. Like all so, everybody pops up, like something's wrong with thyroid. I'm like. So many people do. And everybody. you know why? No. Because Tell thyroid me. is so sensitive to stress. Oh. So mm. it's, it's no wonder that there's a correlation in my symptoms over the years as my stress can continue to rise. Right. And so with Hashimoto's, it's really annoying because a lot of doctors will not run a full thyroid panel. A lot of doctors only diagnose off TSH, which is our thyroid stimulating hormone. And if it's in the normal range, yet you still feel like shit, you're sent away with either you're fine, get some rest or you're fine. Everybody's stressed yeah. or it's depression um, or it's some other. Right. Take a pill. Here's a random pill. With a pill, levoxathyroid, the pill that is diagnosed, it is one of, if not the most prescribed medications in the United States. And so that pill is fine. It works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. Mm. But if you have Hashimoto's, we need to know. And a lot of times doctors don't want to run a full thyroid panel because they're like, well, there's really nothing we can do about it, which is so untrue. With our thyroid, a lot of the, the lifestyle stuff is going to be your ticket to feeling better. Stress management has to be number one. It has to be number one. We can eat the most clean, best organic diet. If we are so stressed, our digestion is yeah. going to be messed up. So yeah. we're not going to be able to absorb all those good nutrients to really support our body. Women, if you are under eating, that is stress. We mm. have to fuel our bodies. If you are over exercising, that is stress. With our already, like we, you know, our normal baseline <laughs> stress is high. It's high. Yeah. yeah. And so when we are doing all the things, we're doing all all the things. especially if you're a mom, you yeah. know, and if you go to the, the doctor, I'm gaining weight, you know, I have hair loss. A big symptom is cold hands and feet, mm. uh, body temperature regulation, heartbeat, heart palp- palpitations. And then your doctor is telling you, you know what? You're fine. All you've got to do is eat less and move more. That's interesting. And it's so annoying because I think most of the clients I work with are under eating mm-hmm. and yeah. it's really, really tough to get through the mental part of that to really say, Hey, your job, my job is to make my body feel safe enough to be able to lose the weight down the road. Interesting. But we have to make our bodies feel safe and how we do that is stress management, you know, eating enough, eating the right types of food for your body, which varies and moving in a really individualized way. And a lot of that is kind of bringing it on back. Let's start with walking. Let's start with some stretching. Mm. Let's just like start with things that your body actually likes Mm. and looking at movement as a gift and not a punishment. I love this. It's funny because I'm cold hands, cold feet all the time, heart palpitations, like a damn beatbox. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard crime. Uh, apparently I do not have any hair. Yeah, you have beautiful issues. hair. <laughs> I know that, like literally. Thank goodness. Over here. Oh, it's only we could lose the hairs growing out of yeah, our chin. Yeah, can right? we lose these hairs, please? <laughs> My chin, chin, chin hairs would be fantastic. And I have a girlfriend who, 
has Hashimoto's. She also has lupus, mm-hmm. which I mean, the two of those do not play well together in the mm-hmm. sandbox at all. And it's interesting because she was really heavy under tremendous, tremendous stress, the loss of a child, a very, very stressful work situation. She just was always at a very high level Mm -hmm. of stress. And then just randomly, she just went on a hike. Never like didn't hike, wasn't active, none of that, went on a hike. This girl has not stopped hiking for like three years straight. She just is going, 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 and she is lost so much weight. I have never seen her so radiant. And she's like, this is the only thing that will manage my stress. This is the only thing where I feel like I can actually breathe. And it is helping her with all of these symptoms. Hashimoto's has been ravaging her body for years, ravaging her body. And it's like, she's finally starting to really gain control through stress management. Yes. It's so interesting to hear you talk about that. And I don't know if your friend has been diagnosed. It sounds like she has. Amy, you mentioned that you even had symptoms from a very early age. I think one of the difficult things is that we aren't getting diagnosed. Right. I know I probably suffered symptoms for years and years before I was diagnosed. And I have Hashimoto's as well. And my mother actually died of Hashimoto's. Do I forget everything you tell me in life, Shelby? I think you must. But yeah, I mean, this is why this topic is so near and dear to my heart is that my mother had Hashimoto's and it was undetected because so many women don't get the right diagnoses. And one day she died of a heart attack at the age of 30. And I was seven when she died. And the autoimmune condition slows your body functions down, lowers all of your functions, your body temperature, all the regulation of those bodily outputs and it just slowed her heart so dramatically Mm, just stopped beating Mm. well uh, and my friend found a really great naturopath to the point you made earlier shelby someone who is just incredible and does all of these combinations of herbs and vitamins and things that apparently are really working so and i think that's just what's important there are other options yeah and and you know for me one of the big reasons why i wanted to start my own business to help women not have that delay in time between diagnosis, but also then what next Mm. is, you know, I had had enough and we have to advocate for our health. At the end of the day, if you go to a doctor and what they're saying just isn't sitting right with you, you are a hundred percent right because you are the only expert of your body. And at the end of the day, that's really their opinion. And so you can say, Hey, thank you so much for this. Do you have anybody that you recommend specifically for Hashimoto's or, you know, Hey, thank you so much for, for your time. You go away and you're like, you know what? That doesn't sound right. Me prematurely balding at 33. That doesn't sound right. right. When I went to a top endocrinologist and I had huge goiters in my neck and my hair is falling out and I'm just telling her, begging her, what can I do? And she looks at me and says, you just wait till your body destroys your thyroid and then you get on hormones. Oh, great. And I don't think it was any ill will. That's not her specialty. That's fine. I need to go find somebody that, that is going to support me. That is going to look in my eyes and say, Hey, I am so sorry. You're going through this. Let's figure it out. Let's do some digging. And so I really feel like, like Shelby said before, I feel like our medical industry right now, it's a bit of a push. It's really quick. And there's really not a mm-hmm. lot of empathy mm-hmm. and personal touch. And just somebody saying like, man, I'm so sorry. You feel like shit. Yeah. 
let's try a few things and see what, what works and what doesn't. And that's all it is. It's a trial and error. Let's try this. Hey, this worked here, but it didn't work here. All right. No, no problem. Instead of, and really take the personal off of it is like, oh, I didn't diet hard enough, or I didn't work yeah. out enough, or it's me. And it's like, no, it's not you. It's just a trial and error. And almost a lot of reprogramming from what we, especially as women are brought up to look like how we're supposed to age, yes. you know, all of that bullshit. So yeah, yeah, it's really advocating for yourself and for your health. Well, uh, so did you start working with a doctor or do you work with a natu- naturopath? naturopath? Yep. Okay. Yep. That literally that day that I, I had that rock bottom moment, I just started to do, you know, a lot of Googling and researching and there's good and bad things to that. But a lot of the articles I was reading was try going the functional medicine route yeah. to really find some support. And then I don't really believe a ton in coincidences. So I was at work a little bit later in this, um, my, my coworker who I didn't know very well, she was, um, talking about how she had an autoimmune disease and had found the best naturopath. And I was like, oh. and you know, I think three or four years later, we're still working together. I love it. Yeah. And where are you? What city are you in Amy? So I'm right outside of Portland, Oregon. Okay. I'm in Tacoma, Washington. Oh, nice. Hello. We're close. We're very close. <laughs> yes. Neighbors. Yes. Yes. Which both both areas are filled with great naturopaths, yes. right? The Pacific Northwest, we kind of specialize right. in that. Along with right, and that's an interesting point of reference too, because I do think that there are more prominent, um, I guess, medical professionals in that space in other parts of the country. I've had a little bit of a difficult time finding a good naturopathic yeah. medical yeah. doctor in Texas. Mm. Yeah, it is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially you yeah. know, even if you're not in a... Um, I have a client that lives in a small town in Oklahoma, so that's not easy. Right. You know, like, right. we have a hard time with the grocery store. Let alone. <laughs> but, you know, I think Amy, one of the reasons why we have you here is because you are putting yourself out there to help women yep. who are seeking guidance. And when you, we started this conversation, you were talking a lot about the gut and mm-hmm shifts that you can make even just of your own accord that can really start to help you heal. So tell us what are some of those tips and tricks of wisdom that you have and really why the gut what's, what's going yeah. on in our guts. So a couple things, you know, with most of my clients, we're going to, we're going to focus on one of two things. It's probably either going to be gut health and, and, or it's going to be blood sugar regulation mm-hmm. and Hashimoto's and PCOS are very much metabolic disorders. And by what, what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of times there's stigmas around foods or stigmas around carbs and sugar in this, and not that those things are bad. It's how the, those types of foods react in our bodies. And so there's a big push for insulin insensitivity when it comes to autoimmune PCOS and Hashimoto specifically, that really needs to be worked on because balancing our blood sugar is it's going to help our moods. It's going to help our energy and chronic fatigue was like the worst symptom for me, you know, the lack of energy. Um, it's going to help with cravings. It's going to help just with really us feeling stable and supporting us being able to still be insulin sensitive, because if we Mm. are not sensitive to insulin, we are going down the diabetes track. And we do not want to do that when we already have some, you know, autoimmune or thyroid or whatever issues. So that's very important and really blood sugar regulation. How do we do that? If we can, we really want to eat mostly a whole food diet. And by whole food, all I mean is it has one ingredient, 
a tomato is a tomato, a potato is a potato, right? And we really want to make sure, especially for women, we're prioritizing protein. We have some healthy fats. We've got some veggies in there for fiber. And if you want, you know, potatoes, or if you want a bit of pasta, go gluten-free, eat that last. Because the other foods we have first, especially the veggies really gives us a buffer to our blood. And so we can figure out some ways to eat some of your favorite things. We just may have to, you know, manipulate them in a, in a better way so that we understand how that food reacts to your body. Now, when we're talking about gut health, we have to be in a very calm state to digest because it's called rest and digest. If we are always in that fight or flight mode, all of our organs and energy is pulling away from our digestion because that's not our body's concern. Wow. Our body is thinking we're constantly in a, in a threat. We're constantly just worried about work, running around with our head cut off. We're not eating. We're running off fumes and coffee. Mm. And then we shovel everything in at night and binge in the pantry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our bodies think that we're still under threat. So we're not going to be able to really digest. So some simple things we can do is really eat in a calm state. We can take a couple deep breaths before we eat and we can chew our food and chew our food like 20 to 30 times. It's so hard because we just like shovel it in. I'm just like, I'm so hungry. I'm going to die. I have to swallow this whole right now. You can do like a, you know, take your bite, put your silverware down and you know, you can start with 10 to 15, work your way up to 15 to 20. And those like simple things will, can make a huge difference. So if you can help it, listen, I know we all live busy lives. If you can yeah. help it, don't eat when you drive, right? Because you, okay. you're stressed, you're having to look out for everything, right? If you can don't eat in front of a computer. If you can get out into sunlight, enjoy mm. your food, enjoy your food with family, right? Have the social connection. Those things matter. And we tend to skip over all of that and be like, listen, just tell me what, what to eat. Exactly. I just want, I just want to know what to eat. Tell me my macros. Tell me, you know, what, what are all the, the goodies I can get in, in this little compartment. And it's, it's really more, it's a beyond that kind of stuff. It's not what to eat. It's how to eat exactly eating mindfully. Yes. And eating for your body and, Mm. and really understanding that you know, I think it's really building trust with yourself and exactly what you said. I want to help, help you. And I, I love giving meal ideas or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I want you to go, go fly. I want you to do your thing and, and not be so regimented as in what it is, but how can I eat to support yeah. my body? And so those are things that don't cost any money. It's just practice that we can put into our day that really will make a really big difference to our digestion. And then, you know, for me, and I'm, I'm going to continue my, my education in this area because I feel like it's so important, but beyond that, we can really get into like poop testing. We can really see, do you have, and, and all of us have something probably, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced everybody does. So we, we really can look into dysbiosis, candida, mm. parasites, all of this stuff, then we can put you on specific protocols because like we were discussing before, we can be doing all of the things. And if we, if our gut health is off, you're still not going to feel good. You're going to get super frustrated. And you know, it's kind of like we, we spin again, or we spiral back down that hole. So we, we can do a lot with food. And I, I just think that we really hyper focus on it 
when stress, walking, sunlight, sleep, all of those things matter just as much. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we get stressed or we get sad or we get angry. And like, what's the first thing we do? We reach for something to put in our mouths, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to, I'm, I'm stressed. So I'm going to eat. I'm mad. So I'm going to probably drink, you know, I'm That's, sad. So I'm definitely <laughs> Let's be real. We're going to drink. drink. <laughs> I'm going to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that is just compounding the problem because we're, we're mismanaging the what and the how mm-hmm. in that particular moment. And I thought it was really interesting how you mentioned um, your experience in other countries. Mm. We all know that their food chain is much better, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't put all the crap in their food that we have here. Shame on us, mm-hmm. America, just putting that out there. Um, but is their how different as well? Do they have this yes. toxic food relationship that we tend to have here in America? Not as much. It depends. When I was in different countries, it, it looked and felt different. You know, I was just talking about this to my husband the other day because I was at a training camp in Romania and they Mm. took us where the like Olympians like stayed and and worked out. And all we did was run hills. And I was like, I mean, are we going to like see a basketball or what's going on here? Like, I didn't come (laughs) here to run y'all. I'm not a runner, but you know, breakfast doesn't, we don't, they don't have sweet breakfast and that's another blood sugar regulation Mm. hack, have a savory breakfast, not a sweet breakfast. You know, only in America do we put syrup on a cake and call it breakfast mm-hmm. um, and not saying better. I don't love those things. Right. I, I love those things too. And it's hard to get away from when, especially I have a sweet tooth, you know, I have noticed that, you know, cravings are different once you kind of start to get out of that habit. Um, so starting with your day with a savory breakfast and really focusing on protein and maybe some good fats, it's going to fuel you a lot longer than that, the pancakes with syrup or the frappuccino. So the savory breakfasts are different. And I think too, in Spain, it was very celebratory. It was very, very social mm. and you know, the tapas. So there's, it's not, they're not big meals. Yeah. There's just a lot of little snackies everywhere, but at the same time, you know, they're, they like to party. So I feel like most of them just want to like have a sangria rather than, you know, a big meal. And mm-hmm. it's just, the vibe is different. Um, as far as like overweight wise, um, in Europe, it's not, co- not as common at all. And Australia is a little bit more similar to us, but still, I think their food chain is a little bit more healthy. I just, I, I don't mind food here as far as like, you know what, we're adults eat what you're going to eat. I just want people to understand how the ingredients in the food that we're eating all the time is affecting our bodies. And also like just to empower us to, to really know what it feels to feel good. Cause I think a lot of us are kind of at this baseline. We're just like, eh, this is how it's supposed to feel. This is how I'm supposed to age. I just kind of trudge through it and make it to Friday. I have 10 more years till retirement, you know? And it's just like, uh-uh, we don't have to have that. We don't have to have a 10 year deadline to live our life. Yes. And food right. can be a really big part of that in supporting energy. And that's, for me, like I, I tell my, my clients, I I'm not a weight loss coach. I want to chase energy. I want weight loss to be the byproduct of, of you gaining energy. I want weight loss to be the byproduct of you chasing your kids around the yard, right? Let's take the focus off the number and the scale and put the focus back on how you want to feel, how you want to age, how you want to live your life. 
that kind of thing, because there's so much emphasis. And when you're already dealing with thyroid Hashimoto's and a lot of times the mindset stuff around food and, and weight, it's almost like a breath of fresh air to be like, Hey, let's just get you feeling better. And let's track energy and not worry about weight as much. Cause I think like health is just so much more health and weight are not the same thing. Absolutely. I love that. So Amy, you are in practice for yourself where you are coaching other women. Mm -hmm. Tell us, you know, if we contact you and we sign up Mm -hmm. for your program, walk us through what that looks like. Yeah. So right now I am taking clients for, it kind of depends on the person. I really want to support someone where they're at. And I, if somebody has never worked with a coach before, if somebody um, is just brand new to something, I, I kind of like to offer an introductory program. It's like a three month program. And it's like, you know what? You get to know me. I get to know you and let's see if this is going to fit. And then from there, um, I offer a six month program because change is not going to be 30 days. Y'all. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a dude and you're really healthy and you make right. like one change and lose 10 pounds, right. Okay. Whatever <laughs> so if you are, especially like our age and you have a history, y'all have stress, you have pre-existing conditions. If weight loss is your goal, which is a great goal to have, I, I really emphasize, please have more than that. It's going to take more time. It's probably going to take six months to a year. And it's not, I'm not saying that to like, Hey, sign up with me for a year. I'm being realistic because how many of us have actually stuck to something, mm-hmm. how many of us can say that we have consistent habits that are really supportive to our life. How many of us have stuck with a plan, whether that be food, whether that be movement, whether that be stress management, how many of us have, have really have support outside of our besties that we like complain with mm-hmm. that care about your goals as much as you do. Yeah. Right. And so to really have change that, that is sustainable, that is going to last you beyond. And if you have pre-existing conditions, we, we, most of us do, we have some sort of health stuff going on. It's going to take a minute. So my coaching lasts, um, anywhere from three months to, you know, six months and beyond. And it just depends on the person. And with my certification, it's really cool because the initial paperwork is very extensive. Um, we have an interview and then we have a 320 question body symptom questionnaire. And that really lets me know, Hey, you're feeling a lot of symptoms or you're feeling kind of yucky. And it breaks it down by like small intestine, large intestine, liver, gallbladder, thyroid. So I, we can literally see, Hey, you're scoring high in these areas. Let's start here. And a lot of times it's digestion or blood sugar regulation. And if we can kind of get those more in check, it's like a waterfall effect. All of the other symptoms start to kind of get better. And so then we retest every three months and kind of see, Hey, you're feeling better here. This area looks a little off. Let's shift our focus. And so, yeah, we just really set goals with each other, but I love the food part. Don't get me wrong. It's really empowering, but I want to do life with people. I want to get to know people. I want to, I want to be a safe place for people. Right. And so, because it's never about the food, it's never about the weight. It's like you said, like, why are we grabbing for that shit all of the time? Right. Right. Deal with those issues. Let's, let's get down. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And, and, and you're so right. It really is a lifestyle change too. And so that support is so important. Example, I went out on a girl's night last Saturday night and we went to a restaurant and all the girls were like, oh, there's pizza. Let's share a pizza. Well, 
I try and minimize dairy and I try and minimize gluten and carbs. And so I felt like I was sort of the Debbie Downer of the entire group. So really it's like adopting a new language and Mm -hmm. having the courage and the responsibility to your own body and to yourself Mm -hmm. to shift not only your mindset, but just be able to articulate what it is that you're doing to the people around you and why you're doing it and how it makes you feel. It, it isn't is. kind of just changing the diet is what no. I'm saying. And I, and I love that you just brought that up because I think too, like it does take a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to hire a coach yeah. because a lot of people around you are going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Why would you, why would you give your money away? And it's like, listen, if you're going to invest in anything, invest in yourself. I don't care if it's with me. I don't care if it's with find somebody that you that is going to elevate your life. That's, that's kind of been there and that can really help you. Right. Because our priorities can really be down to our bank account and our schedule. What do you do with your money and time? If you're going to invest in anything, you might as well invest in yourself, but you bring up such a good point. And, you know, having the courage to, to take the risk and take the chance. And then in the beginning, you're going to have a lot of people probably doubting you or saying little snarky things, but you know, the best way to really conquer that is to be the change, mm-hmm. be the change, because the more you keep pushing and it's not going to look perfect, the more confidence you are going to get. My, my business is called the pack coaching and the pack is because it's for purpose, accountability, consistency, and knowledge. Mm. And the more, pro- like the more progress we make, even if it's two steps forward, one step back, the more progress we make creates purpose the more accountability we have creates consistency. And that's really what it's all about. And then, you know, six months down the road, I had a client that weight loss wasn't an, uh, an emphasis for her and she lost 30 pounds. Wow. And is just, you know, it's not even the best part. She's so grateful. And now mm-hmm. she's investing in other programs. Now she's investing in meal planning this and doing that. And, and her whole life changed because you know what? She just opened up opportunities for herself and it wasn't easy and it's really uncomfortable, but being uncomfortable is just like a muscle. Just keep doing it, keep trying. And then it's, you know, it just builds and builds and builds. So this passion comes from my background in, in being an athlete. That's what being a part of a team is. Yes. I had structure and accountability all over the time. So it was really easy for me to perform at a really high level. And then when it's cut off, whether that be high school, whether that be college, and you're just kind of like, Hey, bye, have a good life. Mm. Well, why, why do we think we don't still need some accountability to help? I know I do. Right. And I think sometimes we look at that, like, you know, I, I don't have any discipline. I can't do it on my own, but it's like, well, maybe I just know myself well enough to know I need somebody else to be like, if I'm checking in by Tuesday, I need to get my shit in by Monday. Exactly. Right. I don't care if it's last minute, but you're still doing it. So I think it's just really about knowing yourself and then really setting yourself up for success. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. We've got people that are listening to this. Some of them may be dealing with some of these issues, Mm -hmm. specifically whether it's thyroid or an autoimmune or gut health issues. Maybe some don't know, they haven't been Mm -hmm. diagnosed. Many, maybe many are just like me where you're like, I just eat like shit and I probably could use a little bit of exercise on some days, (laughs) right? Um, What are your top three tips for, for us to get started? Yeah. I think for you to get started, I think really keep it simple. I think focus on steps and set a goal for yourself. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we think of working out as we go and we do a, 
20 minute hit workout. We go balls to the wall and then we don't move the rest of the day. Right. That's not really doing us a lot of good. Right. And if you're really high stressed, please don't be doing high intensity workouts. It's only adding to your stress, even though immediately after you may feel a little like, you know, the endorphins, but a really helpful sign is if after you feel like shit, that's a, that's your body telling you too much. So yeah. I've really set a step goal for yourself and really try to be active. And this is so, you know, even me working from home, try to get up, move around, stretch, get out into the sunshine. Um, if you're having trouble with sleep, get out into the, the daylight as soon as you can, after you wake up, just mm. get your eyeballs out. Don't look through a window, go outside. If it's cold, stick your head outside, get some sunlight on your face and in your eyes. That's really helpful for that. Don't have coffee before water and oh. coffee is not breakfast. Oh, okay. So, so, so offensive these words of yours. I, I mean, I'm just validating. You are if, confident that coffee is not breakfast. I am confident. And I am confident that if you are highly stressed, please have some food either with your coffee or have mm. your coffee after some food, really focus on a savory breakfast. And then really just, you know, start, start with simple things, start with the basics, start with just steps, start with, you know, maybe doing, um, a little research or, or start to ask some questions about your diet. Mm -hmm. How can I improve it just a little bit, right? How can I add more whole foods into my diet? How can I make sure my body's supported and I'm not like running on fumes all day and then, you know, having a huge meal or eating into the night, which is going to mess with our sleep. Right. So how can I set myself up to, to feel a little bit more consistent, but also like something super, super small, hmm. super, super small. And then do that for 30 days. I love it really, that. it really helps if you have like a visual calendar and you just check every day off, um, drink some water every day, hundred ounces yeah. of water every day. And that, Ooh. that sounds too much, then just increase your increase by a glass every week right? So it doesn't have to be drastic changes. Doesn't have to be drastic. It just has to be consistent. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we get very overwhelmed and I get suckered into like, well, I'm starting the diet on Monday and it's gonna, you know, I'm doing everything on Monday and then right. all the things, yeah. all of it. <laughs> yeah. And we have to be realistic about change and about what we can fit into our life right now but we still can make changes within our life right now. I love that. That's, that makes it seem doable, starting those, those changes in a doable fashion. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and of course, sign up with a coach if you can. Absolutely. Right? Pack, pack coaching. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, yeah, reach out that. to some, yeah, reach out to, to, to me, of course. And, you know, if you have any questions about what, to, what, like what blood testing specifically for thyroid mm -hmm. and stuff, please just DM me. I, I love having conversations and I don't ever want anybody not to ask the question if they're feeling like they are in their rock bottom moment, yes. because yes. I was begging for help at that moment. And I don't want anybody to ever to be in that position. So if you need to know, like, you know, what type of, of blood work to ask for, which is very standard blood work. If the doctor refuses to run it, just ask to please make a note in my chart. Um, and then, you know, try to go to somebody else. And usually they don't like to make that note. So mm -hmm. yep. um, just know you're not asking for anything above and beyond. So yep. Reach out to me. And if you are interested in coaching, whether with me or anybody, I really believe in it. I believe in really having somebody that is a third party that can really support you in your change, but also somebody that's going to tell you like, Hey, 
we've, we've, we've got to get consistent here. Yeah. Remember what you said, remember what our goals are. So, you know, somebody that's really going to tell you the truth. So yeah, if you you have any questions, please let me know. So how can we find you then Amy, tell us what your contact information is. Yep. So you can find me on Instagram at coach Amy Ray, or you can email me. Um, it's Amy and that's Ray. R-A-E if that's yeah, correct. R-A-E. Okay. And then it's Amy Ray nutrition at gmail.com. Perfect. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I mean, again, I think all of you women listening out there, get in touch with Amy, understand what are the tests that you need to take, especially if you're experiencing some of those symptoms, mm-hmm. the hair loss, the weight gain, like the dramatic fatigue. Yes, I even had, I mean, you had swelling. I had significant joint and muscle pain mm-hmm. to a point where I could hardly walk. Women, these things are not normal. <laughs> I know we're mamas and we're busy yeah. and we're working and we, we feel like these things should be normal, but they are not normal. You, you should not feel like no. you're dying every day. Get out there, get the right testing, get the right diagnosis and get on a better path. Cause yep. this is so important. Yep. Ugh, you don't, thank you don't you need so to live much. your life like that. Nope. Absolutely. No need to live your life like that. Nope. Shoot well, for joy. Thank you yes. so much, Amy. We appreciate your time. Amy. Today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much to our guest today, Amy Denson, who is a certified nutritional therapy practitioner and who has shared with us her powerful story on how she identified and overcame autoimmune disease. You guys, this is a message that is so near and dear to my heart. I myself suffer from Hashimoto's hypothyroiditis, and I'm so confident that so many women out there are needlessly suffering. So please listen to Amy's words of wisdom and key takeaways and become an advocate for your own health. Number one, the most important key to good health is stress management. Number two, be an advocate for your own health. You are the only expert of your own body. Number three, focus on whole, single ingredient foods. Number four, weight loss should be a byproduct of you gaining energy. Number five, getting to the root cause of your issues will take time and is often trial and error. Be patient, you're worth it. And number six, it's not only about what you eat, it's also about how you eat. Listen to your body and eat mindfully by doing the following. Eat in a calm state, Chew your food and put your silverware down between bites. Have a savory breakfast. Drink coffee only after drinking water in the morning. And finally, eat starchy foods or carbohydrates last.